0: Hey, thanks for being a part of the conversation. Let's do some pod crashing. Episode number two ninety five is with Mosey Secret from the podcast Radical Mosey, I got to tell you, man, I love what you are doing with this podcast. In the way that we don't know the story, we know the headlines. We may have heard about it, but we don't know how you are breaking this down to where we have a better picture of the reality of the streets of Atlanta.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a it's been a fun ride. People have a lot of surprises in store in these. In the
0: show well how do you get so many people to be so open I mean because I mean they're saying things I'm going oh my god how did he even ask that question how did how did it even come up
1: yeah these were very sensitive conversations and you know I I think it was a it was a combination of factors it it was you know experience as a journalist but it was also access and um, it was access to this community I grew up around these folks. My family grew up around these folks. So I was dealing with people where there was already kind of this baseline trust. Um, and and I think that there's also just something of human nature where people people want their stories to get out and they want the truth to get out. So, you know, these factors work together to hopefully kind of create this great. Chemistry in an interview.
0: Well, I live by the mantra: share your story, or someone will write it for you. And I swear to God that you step right into that because you're allowing them to share their story, and it and it's not you that's going. Okay, well, this is what I heard.
1: Yeah, we're we're sitting down with people, and and we're and we're having these intimate conversations, and um, it's not really my way to. To interrupt or to question anybody, I I really want to get their perspective. And and what you and what you find is that people are are very close to things that happen or they have things on their mind or on their chest that they want to get off. And you uh, in doing that and piecing these various conversations together, you get closer to some kind of truth.
0: As that interviewer and journalist, isn't your favorite part of having those conversations when you do step back and just sit there and listen for the afterthought?
1: Yeah, I mean, you, there's just so much meaning that could happen. I mean, it ha- it's it's the case for all of us. There's so much meaning that it could happen when you really just listen to somebody else. Um, but you know, in these in these moments, we are piecing things together, and there will be these kind of aha moments where, you know, both of us sitting together will will. Kind of come to some type of mutual understanding that is really is really nice.
0: You paint a picture of the city of Atlanta in a way that I've never ever heard of before, and you talk about the West Side. I'm going the West Side. I know of Spaghetti Junction. You know everything down yeah. there is pecan this and pecan that, but the West Side. So I, I love the way that you really let us know what that's about.
1: Yes, uh, it was. Y- you know, like Atlanta is one of these history, one of these cities that has so much history, um, going all the way back to you know the the civil war and the west side of atlanta was this area that had been quite well to do these beautiful bungalows um victorian homes uh and eventually fell on quite hard times uh it it became infested with with uh drug addiction and 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 uh prostitution and things like that and the central figure in this case uh imam jamil Alameen, comes and he Somehow cleans up this neighborhood and establishes a community of, of Muslims. And so people who are not familiar with that history will learn a lot about about this side of Atlanta and, 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 and what um, this man was able to do for it.
0: You use the term Black Panther before. Did it even become a group? before? Because, I mean, it feels like that you set, set us up as listeners of going, oh, my God, here we go. Malcolm X is right around the corner.
1: Uh, in, you know, he he is one of these towering figures, and I'm speaking about uh, Jamil Alameen, But in his youth, he was known as Hrap Brown. Mm-hmm. He's one of these towering figures of the 20th century uh, civil rights movement, working alongside uh, the leaders of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, and was in his name was uttered in the same breath as Malcolm X. And and you're right, he after that period of his life transformed, transitioned and became, became this guy in the neighborhood. He was this guy who was the one who was around the corner. And it was, it would be like, I grew up around this and it was interesting to know that this guy walking around the city in West side of Atlanta had all embodied all of this history. Hmm.
0: One of the things that you do so well, and I would love to know if it's in the writing or if it's in your inflection, in the way that you describe that 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 shooting that's taking place, where the gunfire was continuous and they were hiding inside the house. As as I was driving in the car, I'm going, "Oh my God!" My anxiety is going through the roof right now. So, what is it in the writing or is it in your inflection? The way that you you just perfectly pace that thing out, that part of the story.
1: Um, you know. It, I think it's the writing and the inflection, but I should say, um, you know, for all of my colleagues who worked on this, that I am not doing this alone. So, you know, like there's a producer who's helping me with the pacing where, we're reading, I'm reading the script and I'll go back and read it again because he says, this part was too fast or I want you to hit this thing. Uh, and so that's a big part of it. And also my producer and I, uh, his name is Johnny Kaufman. We were writing this together and and we were, it was very much a uh, kind of trial and trial and error doing this, over various iterations until we found what felt like it worked. And it's really interesting to be together in this hole, really, and then to emerge with something and realize that what you have done together is actually connecting with people, so um, that that's kind of how we did it. But you don't really know how it's going to land
0: until you put it out into the world. Experiencing radical, I feel like that we need to have this more in conversations because there's, a, you know, I'm I'm here in the South as well, and you know how we are in the South. There are things we don't talk about. I think this is a story we need to be talking about. This is the reality, and it would help a lot of people understand the connection of of a, of a community that seems to be hidden, but it's there.
1: Yeah, I think you're so right about um about people in the South not really talking about things or confronting things head on. And 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 that and this story was the case on many sides. So we do- just to give you a little bit more background or to give listeners a little bit more background, this this shootout that the that the show is about mm-hmm. followed followed um let's say decades of of, of a kind of a secret surveillance by the FBI of, of this man Jamil Alameen. So there are those secrets. There in the community uh, where this happens um there were there were all these people who kind of started, let's just say um there are there the the drug dealers in the community started losing their lives. Mm-hmm. And there there were secrets as to why that was happening? Um, there are—I'll I'll leave it there. So, there. so, so people are holding on to these things, and then if you look beyond that immediate community and beyond this case, um, people have not necessarily faced the ramifications of what this community meant and what this shooting meant. Uh, people have kind of moved on, and so it's—I it's, think it's time for
0: a return. Being on your side of the microphone, when somebody admits, yeah. I shot. I shot in the air. We all shot. I'm going. What the hell? That it was kind of scary. That is, it, it's so. You know, we think today is such a rough world, but look at the world that you had back there in 2000 that you're that you're you know journalizing on right now. It was it was just as just as rough.
1: Yeah, you know, one of the th- funny things is when people are that close to anything really, but in this case, to that level of violence, you you, you get used to it, or you don't necessarily. Realize that there's something else. And so people, people were quite close to um, really horrific things happening that they only um, could see with either the, the distance of time or, or, uh, you know, from an outsider's perspective, like someone like me coming in, but there were really crazy things that happened.
0: I'm so afraid to talk about the story because I want listeners to experience it the way that I experience it. I and' because when you hear it and, and, and you're going through the emotion that you're sharing, if we sit here and we spoil it, I, I think that's going to take away from it. But I will say though, I love the way that you set up the date. And that, that's such a radio term. In other words, you'll break in the story, you'll say, you'll say something and you'll say, but we're gonna cover that in a little bit. And I'm going, Oh my god, that's he totally set up the date. <laughs> yeah, there
1: there are so many suspenseful moments. Um, you know, there. What happened the night of the shooting? How was the FBI pursuing him? Mm-hmm. What was Jamil Alamine up to in the neighborhood? Um, um, what were people around him doing? Um, there's, there's just so much. What does this mean for, um, for, you know, our understanding of, of the lengths that government will go to 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 catch someone there's just there's a lot there's a lot in there
0: especially i like the transition when when he became more spiritual you know becoming muslim i mean i i love the way that you explain that in a way so that we all understand how people grow within their own spiritual beliefs
1: yeah yeah there was this moment for him where he'd been on the front lines of the civil rights movement and had been, you know, really under fire for his pretty radical uh, ideas. And um, he, he turned inward and and, and turned, um, he wanted to find some other type of salvation. And, you know, we see this happening a lot for, for people who are at these low points. He was in prison when this conversion happened. Um, but it was really a, a, a kind of a moment that, Many of us come to in our lives when when we are ready for a really fundamental change. Mm-hmm.
0: The music is a is a huge star of this. I mean, how did you select the music for this? Was it local musicians or a production library? Because I mean, whoever put the music in there really knew what they were doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, thank you. So the, there were there are two composers who are working on the show, and. Um, and uh, we, the story that I like to tell is about one of them uh, whose name is Ray Murray, he's one of the producers of uh, a very famous production group called Organized Noise behind Outcast and Goody Mob and Ludacris and TLC. Um, we wanted to have a certain sound for this show. We wanted it to sound like the west side of Atlanta mm-hmm. and, uh, and the 90s and the early 2000s and, and you know, for people from Atlanta that means one thing or maybe two things. Outcast and Goodie Mob, and so <laughs> we um, we uh, you know through these kind of random connections that we have today, because the world is so small, we were able to get in touch with their producer, and we learned that um, not only was he from you know this part of Atlanta, but that his he had family roots. Um, in the Black Panther Party, and was interested in these issues, and then we kept talking, and he was like, "Oh yeah," and I chose an African name for myself, and my name—the name I chose for myself—was Mosi. And so at that point, we just felt like there was some type of fate that we were supposed to bring his music in. Yep. And so we went to his studio, and and started listening to beats, and uh, you know, the rest is history. We found these this, this great soundtrack for the show.
0: Well, Atlanta has its own sound anyway. I mean, my God, you can go into any club down there and go, "Yep, I'm in Atlanta. I feel it."
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Atlanta is, you know, since I was in high school, like in the '90s, Atlanta is, has been driving the the, the hip hop sound, and even outside of hip hop, you know, indie music, uh, it, it has its own its own feel.
0: Absolutely. I always say it's in the soil because I mean, they, they, I mean, it's just, it just, just to go down there and experience it is like New Orleans with their jazz. It's it's in the soil.
1: Yeah, in that red in that red clay.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I know it all too well. Um, So, like, when you put an episode together, are you part of the editing process? Because I mean, I'd be one of those people. I'd be in that room going, "Okay, I like that, but we need to take this out." Because there's so much of this story. How did you? How did you? Did you? You know, because we live in this Twitter generation. How were you able to put it in such a simple but very stunning way?
1: Yeah. So, um, I love these kinds of questions about, about craft and structure. Uh, the producer who I was working with, his name is Johnny Kaufman and he, um, is someone who is much more experienced than I in, in audio work. I'm primarily a print journalist. Uh, I do, I mostly write for magazines. Um, And so our process was Johnny would write out a a draft um, saying, this is where the music's going to go, this is where the tape's going to go, and this is where your voice is going to go. And I would come back behind and I would write in my voice, and then we would trade it back and forth. Um, and We would come to some type of draft that we liked, and then we would go before some of our other colleagues and do what we call a table read, where we would read them. The show um, and play the tape along with it, and they would give their feedback. And together through this process over a period of months, we came to what listeners uh, are hearing now.
0: Are you going to do any more stories about the Atlanta area? Because I mean, it really is a hidden gem. We sure we know of of the history of Atlanta, but you you know a deeper, more you know more in depth history of Atlanta.
1: I mean, you never know. There there is so much. There's so much there in Atlanta. It's the city where, uh, you know, since uh, since the the Civil War has been a mm-hmm. um, a a center of commerce. Um, in the South, but also a center of politics and of activism. But we all know that the civil rights movement was really seated in Atlanta. Um, And so those things continue to ripple through the present moment. And there's so much that's happening there um, that I could very well be drawn back to you know, back to the city where I'm from.
0: Wow. Wow. It's, it's journalism at a new level. And I think that's what I love about podcasting so much is that I get to hear the writer's voice. And you know, that's how it started back in the 1980s. It was the writers that created the podcast. It wasn't the comedians.
1: Yeah. And you know, it it is, it's, um, it's, uh, I think it is an evolution and it's, it's one that I'm really enjoying because you do get to step into your voice in the way that you can't really do on the page. Um, you do get to, like I have realized in these last few days with the show being out that I have expressed myself in a way that I haven't ever done before in yeah. my career in a way that's truer to myself um, than ever in my career. And I think a lot of that comes with reading my own words you know it's it's a it's a
0: special thing to use your voice oh it's a gift man you've got it down as too. you know as you know <laughs> you gotta come back to this show anytime in the future because i mean this this right here is going to create a lot of conversation and i hopefully will believe in my heart that that you are it's going to inspire you to do even more podcasting thank you thank you i
1: really appreciate it. i would love to come back
0: excellent will you be brilliant today okay sir thank you thank you you too